Welcome back to part two of the pre-recorded conversation between myself, your girl Queenie Love, Sharon Lawrence, and Linda McGee as we discuss mental health and well-being during this time, during this crisis, COVID has really changed our lives. Crisis has affected and quarantine has affected. I don't think we really even, you know, kind of, I don't think we could even imagine it until it happened, you know? You know, on my radio show, I, I keep saying it's unprecedented. Um, yeah. And, you know, it has all of these sort of other issues, you know, especially for our community. So we have, we have more comorbidities. We have, so therefore, you know, Dr. Fauci was saying the other day that, you know, it's because we have those comorbidities. There's no like genetic predisposition to the disease, but because we have the comorbidities, then we're more vulnerable. Yeah. So like, and economically we're impacted more. So, you know, last, so I've been, I've been trying my hardest to be non-judgmental yeah. because what happens is, is that people see someone out and they're like, well, what are you doing out? And, it, and it's hard because, you know, if you have children at home and you don't, you haven't, you had lost your job, mm-hmm. it is, is to eat those kids to eat or not eat. So, you know, I'm definitely pro quarantine. Don't get me wrong. And I'm also pro science. I'm just putting that in there <laughs> for, for those people that aren't. Uh, please listen to the doctors because, you know, they are the, the closest to this thing. Um, and anyone else is risky. Um, but um, it's just difficult to, and I'm trying not to make judgments on people, but it's really, really hard for some people to economically separate because they have to go to work or they don't eat. But I wanted to add to your talk about kids because that is my specialty and um to talk a little bit about how that dad and how people can be close to their kids even in the advent of COVID-19 um you know you can record yourself reading stories and so that could be the last thing she hears at night his kid hears at night is is the story that you tell um you can have like scheduled calls you can do your zoom calls you can help out share screen with homework you know, nice. Zoom, share screen. There's is this. Uh, I have this game now that I'm using for therapy. It's called Game Pigeon, where you can put your pictures up and you can use your phones and play the game back and forth. Um, and so there's all kinds of things that you can do. Physical proximity is very important. Don't get me wrong, but you, it is not an all or nothing thing. You know, p- find a way, parents. The kids need you. They need your presence and they need your reassurance. Any parent who wants to be involved at this point in time, they need it. Yeah, yeah. Sharon, you have anything to add to that? I mean, just she gets some great ideas. Definitely just maintain contact, you know, and, and think about safety. Um, and so I know that there are people who are, are self-isolating in certain parts of their homes, but like you said, they're doing the Zoom or the FaceTime or Duo, um, some type of um, technology platform that allows them to connect with their family in the midst of this to keep each other safe. Um, and so, but if it's for work because you're essential, you got to get paid. That's different. I understand you have to go and do this. But for the folks who are going out just to be like, oh, well, we were bored and we just want to go over to so and so house and now we're going to stop over here. You know, now those are the moments where you go, okay, I think you're being a little bit careless or you're not using wisdom 
in this situation because we don't know where you've been and we don't know who everyone where everyone else has been. And so, I mean, we've had loved ones who have even asked to come and visit, and we said, absolutely not. We love you. We think it's best if you stay where you are. Um, you're not here for work, so no. Um, <laughs> so, and we're making sure that we're prioritizing our safety. You know, we're even limiting where we, if we do order out, we, we limit where we order. Yeah. Um, just trying to feel like we're reducing the risk, and it's very rare that we even do that. Yeah, because none of us really knows, right? We're all, this is the one time that we're all on the same ground level. Like we're all here together. There is no, there's no separation of this. Like, um, the fear is real for all of us. You know? And it doesn't, it doesn't care what political party you have, you believe, just yeah. you don't believe that it's a virus. It doesn't care about it's a virus and so you know um you know i know that sounds obvious but mm -hmm. some people that's not all that readily apparent right right and yeah and i think that the mindset is is different for some people they just you know are they're managing during this time a bit different their coping mechanism is a bit different um it's a little more risque but um and it makes me a little uncomfortable um but you know it I thank you guys for sharing that. Um, so I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm like you, and I'm trying not to be judgmental, but mm -hmm. you know, some things are just, they are what they are. They are. I saw a party on Facebook. Yeah. One and it too. That Chicago. It made me extremely nervous. Yeah, it, it made me anxious too. I just had to flip. Yeah. Yeah, that, that may be why I'm having the indigestion today, because I saw the first thing this morning. First thing this morning, it just it started my day off all wrong. Yeah. Um, so then, so let me move forward. Um, what can you offer to those? I know we talked about the kids, and we talked about the couples that could be, you know, good or bad, because this is a trying time for all. Even the best relationship is it's seeing some different challenges, right? Um, but what about those that are alone? Like I, I kind of, I'm alone. I mean, my my son is kind of here, but um, which 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 concerns me as well. But uh, um, but for, for those of us that are without relationship, right? So without relationship, without family, without that significant other, um, or even those children to take care of. So what type of advice would you give, or what would you like to share with those of us that are enduring this quarantine alone? Wendy, you want to go first? Yeah, I will. Um, well, you know, when you say relationships, they're not typically without relationships. They're just without relationships in the home. Right. Uh, you know, there are some people that are really, really alone and are isolating and they're having problems. For those people, there's still help out there. Pick up your phone, call, call a therapist. For the people that are just not adjusting at all and feel really depressed or anxious or, you know, God forbid, suicidal, pick up the phone uh, mental health professionals are still working we're working in different ways but and some of us are even working harder but we're still working um you both both you ladies are working a little harder <laughs> i think we all are I, I gotta give a shout out to all of us we all are yeah, a lot of our colleagues and i are really trying to bridge the gap we're trying to support our colleagues we to support we're, you know, we're involved with associations that are helping people get paid during this time, okay. insurance and telehealth. And so it's, it's rough out there. But going back to the singles, um, it, you know, for keep the relationships that you had before COVID. Mm -hmm. 
how to make dates with people vis-a-vis the Zoom. Vis-a-vis, I figured out the other day, if you send a text to two or three people and then you hit FaceTime, you can get all those people on the FaceTime call. Really? Uh-huh. So, uh, and I have a group of that. Nine of us. So, and then reach out. Um, one of the things, uh, a couple of days ago, something happened and I just, I texted my girlfriends and I said, you know, I'd like to do Zoom at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, is anybody interested? Um, try to find ways to celebrate people's milestones. Like I went to a, my first Zoom birthday party last night. Right. <laughs> it was fun. We, we did Pictionaries, things like that. Uh, my husband said that a picture, uh, a Zoom cakes don't count, though. They don't. <laughs> the cake person. Um, but um, you, everybody, you you share the cake experience on yes, Zoom. Yes, but you know it's not that Zoom cake is not gonna make it with him. <laughs> you know, um, try not to isolate. Also, for single people too, it's important because I see a lot of young adults. Continue to structure your day, and I don't mean like the color coded. You know, Mike, I have to do this at this time. I'm just saying generally at some part of the day, you get up, you shower, you get dressed, you exercise. Um, you have a goal. Like, if, even if you're not doing t- uh, telework, mm-hmm. have something that you're working on in the house, like in something that you've always been interested in partaking of. Like, for me, it's knitting. I'm looking into, like, what's the best online knitting? <laughs> like okay sharing it well like i likely have a suggestion on that because i'm interested and i and i like active things and you know so it, but relaxing uh, so there's many many ways that you can reach out i saw someone do a dating during covid show <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm getting there uh, last night and she was talking about um I, I thought the the one part of her interview that was really good is when just this was a therapist who said that this is a time to sort of like pick out somebody and develop something a little bit deeper. Yeah. Like having quantity. (laughs) It was saying maybe think about having quality, somebody that you sort of like, but just like work on deepening the relationship with them online while this is going on. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, That's great advice. I plan to do an actual dating show uh, while quarantined and see, um, you know, just kind of, Get some research and information out there. <laughs> we're always doing some research and studies, you know. I can do that too. Oh like, okay, this person with this person, this yeah, person. Yeah, switch, switch the boxes. Yeah, so no, I'm definitely looking at uh, finding some participants so we can have a singles hangout. Um, it's just as difficult to get people to hang out this way as it was, you know, face to face. tutorial for the family members that can't 
and I'm make y'all laugh. I'm, I was on my, I've been doing, going on my church prayer line and on my church prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny because sometimes they're like, am I on? Am I on? You know, <laughs> look, they're like this right here. <laughs> they don't understand the technology and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. But, you know. <laughs> all right, Sharon, what you got? What you got for the singles? Talk to the single people. These are two married women, but hey, you guys work with everyone. Hey, I was single for a long time, so uh, I don't forget. I don't forget. But, um, <laughs> one of the things I would say, you know, Linda really said it, and I, I said it as well earlier. Get up and, and, and shower. Get dressed. Do not stay in the same clothes. I've been telling even my students, change your sheets. Do your laundry. Make sure that your house smells fresh. Open up the windows. Get up. Yeah. Because for some reason, some people are really connected to either their, um, their beauty routine. So not being able to get their hair and nails done has really taken a toll on some people emotionally. I don't know if Linda has seen this for some of her clients, but I've seen it for people in general that this has been a major struggle for individuals. So I would say, you know, maybe this is a time to get connected to that YouTube video. Learn how to do your own hair. Learn how to paint your nails and do that pedicure. Get creative. Order those colors that you've been wanting to order from the nail salon, you know. So now, you you know, you can still go when, when we get through this. But for right now, experiment. This is a time to really take on a new you know, technique or skill set. I raised my hand when you said I'm knitting. I, I knit and I crochet. Um, and so I haven't done any on this break. I've been doing more writing, but that is my go-to. When I feel like my stress level is up here, all I have to do is start a scarf or start a blanket and I can feel my stress level come down within a matter of five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anything you do with your hands, painting, puzzles, drawing, um, makeup, it's, that's art. Um, it, it allows you to release that through your hands. It's cathartic. You want to be able to release some of that energy that you have. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage them, find a way to, to do something different. Learn it. Learn something new. Be open to being flexible, but don't allow yourself to kind of go down that rabbit hole and start spinning out of control emotionally where you kind of get stuck there longer than you wanted to. Right. Um, I would say acknowledge what you feel because it's real. It's, 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 a, it's a challenge, but don't stay there. Give yourself a time frame to kind of say, okay, I felt it. Okay, I don't like this. Let me process with my therapist. You know, okay, let me kind of, I'm ready to shift. What do I need to do to kind of pull and, you know, get my, my footing? Um, and like when I called my therapist, I had two sessions in one week. I was like, I'm not finished. I have more to say. Um, and so you do what you have to do, uh, but you got to find a way to kind of just reset in any projects you've been desiring to work on. This really is a good time to do it. For introverts, they may find that this is like an awesome time for them. Yeah. They're like, wait, what? I ain't got to see people. No one's asking me anything. Wait a minute, my boss is not standing over me. This right. is fantastic. But for the extrovert, it can really feel like they are closed in. The walls are coming in. 
and you're about to explode. So you going on those walks on the trails and running and doing stuff, you need that because you have to be able to release that energy. If you are stuck in those four walls, you are going to lose it. And so find a way. They said quarantine. They said social distancing. They did not say that you cannot go for a walk. They did not say that you can't sit on your deck and get some fresh air. They did not say that you can meet up with a friend at the park. You can, but keep the distance. Hey, let's walk these three miles. You know, do what you have to do to connect and get what you need. Yeah. I. You know what? You, you, you ladies both hit it. Um, for me, I am such an extrovert. And now I do have my introverted ways, but that's typically after I'm drained. And now I get to reset, you know, and I don't want, I want to, please don't call my phone. I turn my notifications and I'm like, please, you know, turn the TV off and let me just sit in the dark, you know, um, or I run off to the forest because that's where I truly get all of my refill. At. You like, are brave. I'm yeah, not working with nobody's forest, but you can have that. I'm not doing that. I will take my phone <laughs> and I will watch cars go by. <laughs> I'll probably be that crazy old lady and way, way, you know, way long from now, I'll be standing up in the woods, child, just chilling. And they'll be like, what is wrong with her? I am enjoying my time. Well, you, you, know, know, um, and, uh, you know, Queenie and I met when at a race. We sure did. Wow. Was it in the woods? It, no, it wasn't in the woods. It was, it was Arlington, I think. It was Arlington. And I was the slowest person in the race because I'm, I, 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 in my inside, I'm a runner. Okay. <laughs> my my outside is not there yet, but my inside I'm a runner. And um when I was really bad, Queenie and her friend, they they waited for me until I because I was on the nice. I didn't know her. I didn't know her, but this is a sister girl that was out here doing her thing and we had already crossed the finish line and I was like, We gotta go back and get her. Like I couldn't see Lee. So we nice. We came right across the finish line with her. I was like, no, we're gonna go back. That's nice. (laughs) And now look at look at the connection that was born from that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I you know I started tap back into my running legs. Um, For me, uh, many people know this probably watching through Facebook. They know I on like the moment they were talking about the COVID cases, I came home and I started sewing. And uh, mind you, I am not a seamstress, but for whatever reason, I had went to sleep at night, woke up, and I was like, you got to do something, right? There's that thing inside me says you got to do something. I felt helpless, like I'm just waiting for COVID to come and take everybody away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was I couldn't give in to that fear. That, that didn't sit well with me. And so I started sewing. I went out, talked to a seamstress friend of mine. I was like, listen, this is what I want to do. This is the vision I had in my head, um, and I just need you to help me make it happen. And so I was actually sewing, sewing masks about three weeks prior to them ever saying we need masks. Right. Yeah, awesome. so I had been sewing from them before they had even shut us down. I had already mm-hmm. started sewing. Mm-hmm. And um, I sent a message out to my girlfriends. I was like, this is what I want to do. I need y'all to help me. Um, I don't think I really understood the undertaking. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to sew masks to donate to the, to the local shelter because I realized that our co- my colleagues, which I work in a shelter currently, but my colleagues, um, we didn't have face protection. And we deal with clients daily. And at the moment, at the time, we didn't know what we were going to be doing. We didn't know more and more news. And there were more and more people needing them. And there was, I mean, it was just pandemonia. And I felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to check in with my therapist and 
and you know, I told her, I just, I, I came in, Sharon knows how I am. I just come into any conversation, I'm pouring it all out, right? So I went to my therapist, we're having our teletherapy and, and you know, I was like, I just have a hard time with ending relationships. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I, I, I can't break up with my sewing machine. I can't, you know, I can't let people down and I can't. And she was just literally just looking at me as I was having this kind of, you know, moment of, you know, spilling everything out. And she kept asking, is this really about the mask? Or <laughs> but it was me just truly feeling overwhelmed. Right. And the truth is, I do have an issue in the relationships that I commit to. So right. here I was committed to the mask making. And I was Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, um, listening and tuning in to the second part of our pre-recorded podcast between myself, Queenie Love, Sharon Lawrence, and Linda McGee. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that we shared surrounding mental health and well-being or, or mental well-being. Um, today, we are in crisis, and we don't know how long it's going to be. We're all under the same stress. So I hope that this candid conversation enlightened you, encouraged you, and let you know that you are not alone. Thank you again for tuning in. Peace, love, and happiness, and mental well-being always.